Hey babes, welcome back to Holy Babes Podcast. My name is Nisha Pleasant and you are listening to season two, episode 16 of Holy Babes Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. We're going to be talking about the birth of Christ today. Um, We had two episodes prior leading up to today's episode. They are called The Babe is Coming Part 1 and The Babe is Coming Part 2. So if you missed either of those episodes, I highly recommend listening to those two before continuing listening to this one. I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning in. I appreciate you guys and your support so much. And of course, I love each and every one of you guys, even though I have not spoken to any of you in person. You guys are all very close to my heart and always in my prayers. So I just thank each and every one of you for continuing to be a part of the Holy Babe crew as we continue to learn more about Christ and grow together. And now let's go ahead and pray and get started with today's episode. Please grab your pens, your Bible, your notebooks, anything else that you may need, your highlighters, so we can get started with today's study. But of course, you guys know already, we always pray and before we continue. So, Father God, we ask that you be here as we do today's study, leading and guiding us and directing us into the right path. Help us to obtain all the knowledge that you have for us for today, Lord. Help us to be able to hold on to the things that you're going to show us and apply them the way that you would have for us to, Lord. We ask that you bring in anyone who needs to hear this message, God. May they be able to have the ears to listen, God, and the hearts to learn, Lord. We ask that you continue just to show them, Lord what it means to be a follower of Christ, Lord, what it means to praise you and celebrate you no matter what circumstances we may be going through, Lord, what it means to continue to be the light, what it means to continue to show up and show out and be a true child of God, Lord. So we just thank you for everything you're going to teach us and the knowledge that you're going to give to us and download into our hearts, Father God. We praise your mighty and holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to start off in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And I'm going to go ahead and read this all the way through and then we'll back up and I will give you guys an overview of what we just read and we'll break it down. This is the NIV version and again we're reading Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20 and it says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Queen Renius, I don't know, was the governor of was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God 
and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom he favors rest. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was laying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. I just realized I told you guys it was Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20, and it's actually Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 21. But anyway, so let's do a little overview. So I had to look up what a census was because I wasn't sure what it was, but apparently it's the numbering or registration of people and it's primarily done for the purpose of taxation or like a, a military recruitment type thing. So Joseph had to go to his uh, town to register for the census. So Joseph headed down there to Bethlehem and he took Mary with him. And she ends up having the baby in Bethlehem, who is Jesus. And she wraps him up in pieces of cloth and lays him in a manger. Just the fact that Jesus was placed in a manger is significant because it just symbolizes so much. Jesus is known as the sacrificial lamb. So I started to um, do a little bit of research and apparently, I guess the priest would swaddle the lambs who were without blemish and uh, they would be used for sacrifice, but they would take these lambs and they would put them into the manger. It would make sure that they wouldn't get any bumps or bruises. So they would stay without blemish. Jesus was this sacrificial lamb for us. He died so that we can be forgiven for our sins. It was his blood that washed us clean. So this is another reason why uh, we read Last week, in the last episode, I believe, we read that Jesus was called the Lamb of God. That John, he was telling people about the Messiah, how the Lord was coming. There's a, a verse where he calls Jesus the Lamb of God. It's John chapter 1, verse 29, where he says, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ is the best gift that we will ever receive. So next, an angel appears to some shepherds and tells them that the Lord has been born and that they will recognize him because he will be laying in a manger wrapped in strips of cloth. So to me, this is also very significant because again, those are shepherds. These are shepherds that the angel is talking to. And he tells them that the savior, Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb has been born and they will know that it's the Messiah because he will be, this will be the sign. The sign is that he's laying in a manger wrapped in some cloth. Then you get to verse 13 and a lot of people um, 
a lot of people believe that 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 nobody celebrated the birth of Jesus in the Bible. And I don't know why this is up for debate because we can clearly see that the angels celebrated celebrated and praised when Jesus was born. So I don't know why that's up for debate. You can clearly see. And um, although we don't know the exact day that Jesus was born, there's nothing wrong with celebrating the fact that he was born. Because if if angels can celebrate the birth of Christ, why wouldn't a child of God be able to celebrate the birth of Christ? But I'm not going to get all into that, guys. But I just, I don't understand it. And I, I know it's a big thing right now in, in Christianity, but I'm not understanding it. So the way I look at it is like this. A lot of people disagree and I understand that the pagans celebrate what they believe in on the 25th. And because the pagans celebrate what they believe in on the 25th, then Christians should not be celebrating on the 25th either. But the 25th don't belong to these false gods. It belongs to my Jesus. So I'm going to celebrate Jesus. Every single day is a day that the Lord has made. My God made this day. No day belongs to a false God. So with that being said, I serve the one true living God. And when I praise and celebrate his birth, I'm not talking about no false gods. I'm not thinking about what the pagans are doing today. I'm focused on celebrating my God. I'm focused on shedding light on who the real true living God is. I'm not so obsessed with what the enemy is doing. I'm more I'm more focused on opening the eyes of those who are lost and gaining souls for the kingdom of God and I use Christmas as an opportunity to do so. So, don't celebrate Santa. I don't do like the little elf things. Those are just idols. I don't do none of that. We talk about Jesus and him alone on Christmas. We celebrate Jesus and him alone on Christmas in my household. So, if you choose not to celebrate Christmas, that is your choice. I get it. But let's not pretend like another Christian celebrating strictly Jesus is a sin. Because that's weird. That's that's not... Another Christian celebrating and promoting Jesus on Christmas Day is not a sin. They're not going to go to hell for celebrating Jesus on December 25th. They're not. So I don't know why there's so much controversy regarding that. But if you choose not to because you believe what you believe, that's fine. But we can clearly see the birth of Christ was celebrated. And another thing is, it kind of reminds me of the Pharisees. And it's like, you know, the Pharisees were upset because Jesus was performing miracles and healing people on the Sabbath. So we have to make sure we're looking at the bigger picture and we're not just being religious here. So I don't want to get too deep into this, but I kind of just wanted to talk about it because I'm seeing it a lot, like all over my Instagram, all over, like all over social media right now, TikTok and everything. Yeah, it kind of gives me modern day Pharisee vibes and I don't like that. So yeah, the only thing we really don't know is when Jesus was born, but we do know that he was born and that it was celebrated in the Bible. So a Christian celebrating the birth of Christ isn't a sin. But anyway, if you do celebrate Christmas, I recommend solely keeping it about Jesus. Only Jesus, not about Santa Claus. Don't be lying to your kids about Santa Claus creating an idol and doing all these things. Um, teach them about Jesus. Teach them about the birth of Christ and teach them 
what the word of God says. Don't just be out here just making false idols things and allowing them to idolize Christmas. Make it about giving to other people. Make it about loving other people. Teach them how to praise God and worship God and celebrate him. Because a lot of kids believe that Christmas is just about getting. They don't know about giving. So it's important that you teach your kids that. I don't have any children, but when I do have some, I plan on teaching them how to give. Now moving on to Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 23. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called Together, all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of, of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where they stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled that the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. And Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi. He was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard 
that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. So there were all these prophets, and they all prophesied these things. And so basically, Jesus was born. When Jesus was born, there was a king, and his name was King Herod, who was ruling during this time. And But there were some wise men who came, and that's uh, the people it's referring to when it says magi. I don't really know what that word means, but that's what it, that's the way it reads for the NIV version. But anyway, so they came to find Jesus after noticing the the star in the sky. So they wanted to find Jesus so that they could worship him. So King Herod, he was not happy about this. He is not happy. And he asked them, you know, where was he supposed to be born? And he tells them to go find Jesus. And when they find Jesus, to come back and tell him, report to him so that he can worship him too. But the truth is, he was not trying to worship Jesus. He was trying to kill Jesus. So the men end up finding Jesus. The star leads them to Jesus. And when they get there, they praise him and they give him, you know, the gifts. And um, when they leave, they have a dream. And in this dream... It's warning them not to go back and report anything to Hayrod, so they don't. Hayrod ends up finding out, and he orders to kill all children under the age of two in hopes that he will kill Jesus. An angel tell Joseph, tells Joseph to take Jesus and Mary and go to Egypt. So they stay in Egypt until King Hayrod is dead, and then they end up going to um, Nazareth. Now, I'm going to share a little bit of what I learned from this. So, of course, we're reading about Jesus. But something else that I learned about this is that King Herod tried to kill Jesus when he was first born. He did not care anything about this being a baby. He didn't care because he knew who this baby would grow to be. And the enemy will constantly try to use people and try to attack you at baby stages. If you are just starting a business and it's just getting started and you feel like everything's going wrong, don't give up. The enemy will attack you at your baby stage before it grows. The enemy will always lose when it comes to God. We just have to make sure that we're staying prayed up. That our faith is up so that when he comes and he tries to implement fear and doubt into the plans that God has already given us, that we can stand up and be like, nope, we're going to stick to the plan. We're going to stick to what it is God already showed me and his promises and what his word says. I'm not going to give into what the enemy says because he's just trying to stunt my growth. He's trying to kill it before God can grow it. There's a lot of ideas that God has given me. and The enemy tries to place fear into my heart and doubt and it really gets me low and causes me not to do what it is I know God wants me to do. 
And we have to be careful with that because we don't want to end up being disobedient because we're we're relying on our flesh or because we're so caught up in fear and doubt. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I also wanted to remind you guys that Jesus was born and Jesus also died on that cross for you. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All right, everyone, that's it for me today. I'm going to pray you guys out, and I pray that you guys have a blessed and amazing holiday celebrating the Lord with your family and your loved ones. Um, I'm going to see you guys later. I won't be here next week, but January the 2nd, I will be here with another new episode. But let's go ahead and get in to our closing prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for everything that you have shown us today, Lord. I ask that you continue to work on the hearts of my brothers and sisters who may be listening, God, and even my heart as well, Father God. I ask that you continue to show us, God, how to be grateful, God, how to be graceful as well, God, and how to give grace to others, Father God, as we continue to walk into everything new that you have for us, God, and as we continue to walk into the new year that you have for us, God. We thank you for keeping us, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to be able to see another day, God, and be able to see another year, Lord. We ask that you continue to show us this year, God, who it is that you have made us to be, God. God, let there be no distractions. Help us to come up with new goals, God, new things that we we can stick to father god that will help us to be better help us to to stay motivated god and stay encouraged father god we ask that you lift us up out of any pits that we may be in father god that you continue to, to show us god that you have more for us father god show us what it is that you have for us to be god and what it is that you have for us to do father god we ask that you continue to use us for your glory god may that your kingdom be edified through us father god help us to continue being willing vessels father god for your work God, what it means to be a follower of Christ, Lord. Help us to reflect you during all times, God. No matter where it is that we are or who it is that we're speaking to, God, help us to show the love of God to all people, Lord. Help us to glorify you in everything that we do. Let everything show you, Father God. May they see you when they see us, Father God. May they see who our God is through us, Lord. So we just thank you so much for being the type of God that continues to give us chances, God. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for being born and coming into this world so that we can be forgiven for our sins, God, and dying for our sins, Father God. And Lord, we ask that you protect our brothers and sisters, God, that you be with them, God, no matter where it is that they go, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, babes, I love you so much, but Jesus loves you more. Stay holy and stay blessed. See ya. Thank you.